Salty Bees podcast is explicit in every single way, so listener's discretion is strongly advised. If you have pearls, I suggest you get to clutching them or grab a glass of wine because here we go. We are going to be setting up a Patreon so you guys can sponsor us so we can have better equipment to, if you enjoy this podcast, we'd, yeah. get, we'd get music, theme music, we'd get the outtakes. <laughs> We want to go onto YouTube so you can see us and put a face to the name. And so well, when they pan over to me, you can be like, Jesus. What that's what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. For me, I'll give me a break. Between her personality and her face, I think uh, I've got her problem. <laughs> Camille has to shoot inappropriate men away at the store all the time. By the way, I wasn't sure because there was mention of YouTube. I wasn't sure if we were like video recording today, so I at least put foundation on because, like, and then you have to go move a dresser up the stairs. Yeah, that makes total sense for me. Well, I didn't know we were. I thought y'all were doing that this morning. Like the timeline was off. Okay, okay. so we were supposed to do it this morning, but me and Kim both like to sleep in. Oh hell yeah! I like to sleep in, but then I want to do ten billion things a day. Uh, and I don't like to be out of my bed past my time. So yeah. it, it's, it's an issue. I don't understand. <laughs> this is, how to fix this this issue. is why we're heading to the lives that we're heading to because yeah. we yes. need these things. We need to work on our timelines. And that's one thing I love about doing contract work right now. So I'm I'm consulting with a company that is black woman owned and they are 100% all about disrupting dominant culture norms. <laughs> And even our CEO, Ava, shout out to you, Ava, if you happen to hear this, you're a badass. Um, she likes to sleep in too. So <laughs> which goes we don't have meetings before a certain time in the morning, which is amazing. A, a, fun, a fun game for the audience to play is how many jobs did Brittany have between leaving teaching and now? Yeah, yeah, I think she did a little of everything. Yeah. Well, Brittany's a baby. A she did can you? do everything. She did you still has time. Did you consider subbing? Everyone and their mother, not even not even kidding you, people that didn't even know me were like, you're such an amazing teacher. You need to go back. I was like, eh, no. And then she was like, even our, know. even our good friends, even my aunt, like she's, they were like, you should at least sub and help out the system. And again, I was, well, I'm actually going to say it this time. Fuck no. Because the only people treated worse than teachers are, are subs. And you know what happens when you have an overloaded system? <laughs> Those subs have to pick up the slack. I knew I was going to be working oh, from yes. like 7.45 till 4.30 every day. Like as much as I wanted to work. But like I wouldn't put it past a school or a district oh, to I not give me a lunch, not give me a break. Like you are just slave labor. Or knowing oh, that you have a certificate. Knowing you have a certificate. I putting apologize you in places for that. You that most subs wouldn't be in. So the reason I was asking about subbing is because... I looked into subbing when I started doing contract work because I thought, okay, this is something that I can do on days that I don't have a job. I don't have a gig on these days. I can go and I can sub. And we have two high schools in our suburban town. And one of them is the high school that my son goes to as a freshman. 
And he was like, Mom, please don't come to my school. That's like really cringy. And I was like, Oh, I am all, I am so going to your school now. And, <laughs> it's fine. You're cringing now. Just get and, but I thought, you know what? It'd be easy anyway because I know a lot of the kids and I know some of the teachers. So, like, it'll, you know, it'll be easy. Um, and I went to go uh, on their website to see what I need to turn in as far as paperwork goes. And here I am, a certified teacher. And I was a professor and I've been fingerprinted and background checked and all that stuff. And I would still have to pay to get fingerprinted again, which is a hassle and it costs a chunk of change. And I, they wouldn't accept even like, like my actual bachelor's degree and master's degree paper framed certificates. I would have to go and order new transcripts from those universities. Ooh. And I was like, that's, that costs money too. I mean, that's not cheap these days either. Right. So number one, it would cost me to sub when I'm already have like more than the the minimum credentials required. And I would be making more money per day working at Dairy Queen. Yes. Yeah. Dairy Queen pays more per hour. Yes. Yeah. Dairy Queen is up to like three dollars an hour, and I was like, "Screw that! Like that's so, that's crap." Yeah, so that's the, I mean, right along with you, I I know none of us are in the position we want to be yet, but like right along with you, I know what I walked away from in the middle of a recession hitting, mm-hmm. and I still have a decent full time job, and I have a part time job with really great opportunities for growth. Yeah, y'all joke, I'm the baby and I seem to have endless energy. Like, I'm tired too, but I still walk away with more money than being in the classroom. Yeah, exactly. And it's a horrible. whole hell of a lot less stress. Yeah. If y'all so, were teachers now, I don't think that I would be y'all's friends because y'all aren't happy. Y'all are really <laughs> very, and I met y'all after, after the trauma had taken place. It's like meeting somebody after the car has yeah. already ran over them and y'all were mm. still trying to heal and I could still see the skin marks on poor Kim. Brittany so, was like, nope, I'm done. I'm so I think, here. I think yeah. <laughs> burn it all. Yeah. I think what happened with me was when I was teaching high school, I was starting to get burnt out just because of the piling of more and more and more stuff. And every year I'd say something's got to give, something's got to give. And it didn't give, it, it just got bigger. So I was already on my way to, to getting burnt out there. And I also felt like I really wanted to do more for the kids. I, and and I, I felt like I, meaning like justice wise, there's so much injustice in our schools, we all know. Yeah. And I felt like I didn't have a voice. So I started doing some policy work. I, you know, became a, a policy fellow with Teach Plus so that I could have a voice at least at the state level, if nowhere else. And um, so I was already ready to kind of move, I think, move on. But when I was working at that store before you were there, Camille, like before COVID, I mean, I was a full-time teacher and I was on like what felt like 50,000 committees, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do what I could for the kids. And that was also, common for our department too. Oh, we it was so common. It was so common. And then, well, I kept getting pulled in and I felt like I wanted to be in these committees anyway, to be yeah. there, to have that voice. And try to try to have an impact on change. And then I was also in grad school at the time, too. But I was so happy on those Saturdays when I was at that store. Yeah. And people would say, your plate is full. Like, I think I was the only volunteer in the whole organization out of, like, 
500 volunteers but that this, had a full-time job still. Okay, but does Everybody that bother tired. you when people comment on, like, man, you do a lot. You do so much. Your plate is full. Like, does that ever bother you? It didn't it, bother me at all. I was like, I was like, this, this, this volunteer job on a Saturday morning is like a, a, a welcome, different thing I can do. I have a lot of energy. I'm very hyperactive. Yeah, y'all, when so, we call her our energizer buddy, like, you can hear it in her voice. Like, we're not exaggerating. Like, I will jump off walls and I climb up on stuff and I have a lot of energy, but my energy has an empty point. My well can be empty. Not Kim. She is ready. That's why during COVID, I felt like I was like a, a shaken up champagne bottle that was just about to pop off any uh, any day yeah your like, family had my we, we had the, we had a oh the dog the dog was like are you serious why are you here all day yeah, yeah and then um I was like yeah my husband and I were walking and running like at least five to six miles a day he was doing even more yeah. and yeah if he had if we hadn't been doing that every day the the damage done to his body and brain would have been much worse when he had a stroke but wow. um because it is stroke in September of 2020 but um but yeah it was that was hell which is so weird because it's like that was hard working at home when we were forced to be working at home oh yeah but now it's like oh I want to be home as much as possible see y'all I was still in retail and I was one of the top managers so our store was closed but I was still in there with like two or three other women and in this huge store doing online orders and doing orders so people and pick it up and no lie we would throw it outside and they just pick it up like, <laughs> and, well, in, a, in a ghost town of a department store exactly <laughs> and i would always put my headphones on because after a while it's just the same three people oh my gosh yeah your ever loving nerves and i would go in there and i'd be like if you say two words to me i'm gonna knock your head on the concrete <laughs> floor there's not enough people here to save you and i know that the trash compactor is empty kid you not say something to me I feel like and we were yeah, yeah. I feel we like in my old retail shows. days, if I had gone through a pandemic working in those those retail jobs that I used that I you know kind of grew up as an adult in, mm-hmm. um, I would have felt the same way. But I don't feel that way working for this organization that we work for. Because, well, I feel that way now with my coworkers. Yeah, they're, they're normal. Like, yeah, and well, also it's not corporate, and they're there because they want to well, be. Yeah. You know, they're there because they like the volunteers were there. Because we want to be, because we want right. to do good in the community. Right. It's not even volunteers, it's like the people who I work with, the other people who uh-huh. get paid. We're there because we want to be. None of us are going to become millionaires working there. We're there because we want to help other people at least get to where we're at, you know, just help and uplift. So I feel like even if we had to do the exact same circumstances again and had to work with the, these people, I could. It would be no issue. So, by the way, well, for the sense. audience, just so you know what we're talking about, this organization is this massive organization, massive for the for the size of our suburban town. But it's it's like mostly volunteer run um, with a small core of very dedicated, as you can hear, employees. And they do a lot of social like social services for mm-hmm. people, help pay bills. We have a food pantry and we have these two amazing thrift stores that fund everything. Um, and so like. When people come into our store um, and they buy the stuff, every penny they spend goes back into the community to to people in the community that are in need. So it it's a it's just an awesome place to be. It's yes. got good energy. Yes, most 
put stuff in there. I liked it here. I think I suffered all those years in corporate retail so that I could get on set to yeah. this job. Oh, I did corporate retail too. It was, oh yeah. yeah. Talk about a suffer. Oh. <laughs> and and then like putting pressure on you to get people to get credit yes. cards that they absolutely didn't need. Yes. I mean. Just, yeah. So we all oh. did that then. Yeah. We, we did, did harm. That. We so did harm when we all did that. And if you were lucky enough to only have to do it like when you were young and, you know, just young, then great. But some of us, you know, they need people, they indoctrinated you when you were young so that as their company aged, you would age with them. Mm-hmm. So I started off just as a cashier, but then I worked my way up to executive management. Mm-hmm. And I knew exactly what I was doing when I got talked to people into these cards that they didn't need mm-hmm. or crap that they didn't need. And I do it anyway because I had a quota to meet. And then these little young people would be like, oh, I want your job. I'd be like, no, run. Run. <laughs> yeah. Stop run. it. Stop run. Don't do that. Yeah. And then you see these diehard managers who just try to keep on indoctrinating people. They were fully into the cult of the crazy. And I was like, ugh. Because it comes down to the bottom line, which, I mean, as history teachers, as former history teachers, we can can go on forever. (laughs) Oh, we know. It's it's just, we're just going to be nice and say, it's for someone else's pocket. Exactly. Y'all know who that is. And it's not us. It's not people that look like us either. Oh, so y'all know, Jim is Latina. I am, I identify as African-American. There's a She's lot Afro-Latina. Of, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> She's got a lot. Yes, it's easier when I just say African-American. That's, that's basically who I draw upon mostly because that's mostly what my family looks Okay, so, yeah. All right. Well, we'll and talk. That, what, and, and that's, well, there's a third party to this. Are you going to tell them what oh, I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and that's also another podcast. <laughs> call me a descendant of a colonizer oh which no. which is essentially i mean it's not wrong but i, I am too that. my great-grandfather was a spaniard yeah. my my on my dad's family like we don't i don't know they're english scottish yeah we don't know yeah. <laughs> Irish, yeah, scottish for sure is it acceptable <laughs> just to call me your token white <laughs> i'm kidding we'll scratch that we can scratch that Brittany can definitely get us into the club using the front door <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, Lord. Also, kind of hey, This Latina's got the booty that can get us into. Okay, so real quick. So another thing I did, I did, I did do a, a week at an Amazon warehouse. It sounds horrible. She did. She did. But I had this kid, and it's only appropriate to tell it based off of who was asking the question. So it was this black kid asking me, and he truly was a kid, like probably 18, 19 years old. And he's like, hey, Brittany, are you a Karen? And I didn't even know this kid knew my name. <laughs> and, I, and I looked at him and I was like, I just honest answer, right? I was like, well, I can be. And he looked at me like, what the? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Brittany. I yeah, used my power funny. for good. Like, if I need to be a Karen to put another Karen in their place, like, I'm down for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just burst out laughing. I was like, yeah. That's like, awesome. I, was like, but other- I was like, otherwise, no, I'm not. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I, you need me to I, cut a Karen? 
I'll cut it, Karen. I'll cut it, Karen, for you. Yeah. And another teacher is says, Cállate Blanca. So, yeah. That's my. That's one of my secret powers is trying to dismantle from the inside because people think. And in the, where we live, I mean, yeah. y'all know. Yes. And in, in the current job I have, which I'm a little fearful of saying this now, but I, it's already out there, is it, yeah. it is true. <laughs> I'm sitting here like it is true, but like I see how people treat my coworker who is a Latina. I mean, she is from El Salvador, and then people always want to walk in, white people looking like me, right, assuming I identify with them. And little do they know, I have no clue. Like, I look at them like, you are so dumb right now. Like, you know? But, yeah, I mean, it's a weird place to be, to see all the entitlement and, like, not really be able to do anything about it. And I don't know. So we saw that in education too, though. I saw it in education. I think I see a different side of it yeah. because I'm dealing yeah. with adults. I'm like, oh, this is the adult version of the children that mm. were trying to get their way. No, I mean, I feel like I saw it like with, with the just parents? the structure. Oh, no, the, the whole structure. structure, the whole structure of the schools. Yeah. Like, we may have to spend an there. episode of maybe Camille asking us questions about education. Oh, because yes. I know we if can we talk need a lot about that. An episode that. of just pure anger. We will get. <laughs> Kim and Brittany on what is wrong with the American education system. Oh my god. And as so I much. see it, their faces have <laughs> this cloak of rain. So no 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 no. Okay, so I think I think what I also need to, to let the audience know is that I am a disruptor. Um I anarchist. actually it actually our no, I'm not an anarchist, but I'm a disruptor. Our <laughs> our quiz. We actually um with a consulting company that I work for, we actually give a a quiz to clients and it's like you know what kind of equity warrior are you it's a really oh. cool fun quiz so i think we should all take the quiz but i know what i am i'm a disruptor so that means that i yeah i i see what's wrong in the system and, she's and really i i'm i am here to undo that wrong is there a subversive option like i see what's going on here and i'm gonna work below the level yeah of- absolutely so, so- yeah if you're an equity warrior and you're standing up for especially black and brown kids and kids who are special ed and LGBTQ- should- lgbtqi plus kids like you're you're already a, a subversive person just by definition in our current culture right now in this country yeah i guess we didn't really clarify so if you had a a horrible horrible capitalistic very um male driven evil corporation where Kim would be at your front door, pointing <laughs> it to the ground, have the entire world looking at you under this very fine microscope, and you would be in your office shivering, wondering how she's getting all of her I'm information. Not that bad. Our beautiful blonde Brittany would be sitting right next to you on her computer, feeding Kim all all of your dirty little secrets. I know how to do it with a smile. Yes. It's not like I'm Medusa. I mean, uh, by the way, Medusa was wronged. That's a whole other episode, though. (laughs) You can take the teacher out of the classroom. Yes. But she's still going to be bossy as shit and tell you uh, how it goes. So while Kim is burning your infrastructure down, Brittany's feeding her information. You got the cops on me. I would just (laughs) interrupt you. So we now all have we our know. part to play. And I will have 
given um, a lot of instruction to Camille on how to handle the cops. <laughs> That's yes. right. Our future lawyer. <laughs> yes, our future lawyer. <laughs> Our future These lawyer, are your rights, the Karen. Make sure you know your rights. Yeah. Yes. By the way, um, have my number written on your on your hand. On my hand. Yes. Five 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 five. Yes. Option two. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and tie this episode up. I know that we kind of started off all over the place. Uh, welcome to the club. I don't even know what to tell people. <laughs> I don't uh, know what this is about. If we have to come up with a title, what's the title? For the episode? Yeah. Welcome to the crazy. Yeah, I like that. Well, okay, so how I was going to tie it up, we we did talk about how we met each other, and um, we're now really good friends in a very short amount of time, but I know we kind of met each other at various stages of growth, growth and meeting each other, and so I'm just very grateful Sorry, I felt something. I'm just very grateful um, to have these two beautiful women in my life. I mean, y'all are stronger than I think you realize at moments. And you too. Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. That's a genuine thank you. I'm learning to say thank you, y'all. We can scratch that out. No, we can't. No. 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 Gratitude is important. Okay. Yeah. I always show my gratitude, but when people show me gratitude, I'm like, oh, I can't stop take it. it. Oh, we need to stop I can't that. Take you got it. You also learn how you have to you have to learn not only how to show gratitude, but also accept, accept it. Accept this it. This is true. Accept that gift that somebody is giving you. This yes. is true. Well, but anyway, to close this, like I we have established our I don't know, what would you call us? Like I mean, beyond a friend group. I don't know, but when we say crazy, by the way, just so people out there know, we mean it, we don't mean that in a negative way. Oh, crazy. no. No, we mean it good. Like, the we thing, mean crazy good. Crazies. Like, we don't, we're not disparaging mental illness at all whatsoever, anything like that. Like, no. we're like, eh. One of the things I love yeah, about we mean our, it in a good way. Our, our relationship as a friend group is the fact that it's not something I have with every single person I call a friend. I am getting better at at choosing friends and friend groups, but it's everything I say is from unconditional love. And I, I get that from y'all. I get that from a few other people in my life. And like, I guess we kind of want to, I guess I'll ask y'all and then Kim, you can close asking the audience, but like, what do y'all want from a friend? Like, what is a friend to y'all to be a friend? Wow. That's a hard question. Right? Look at me being profound. I'm not just a dumb blonde after all. I know. <laughs> and my hand goes up. Kid. Like the, yeah, I'm that one kid in the classroom and his hand is like, wait. Go for it, kid. Um, to me, it is somebody who's going to accept me as I am and love me unconditionally. And and I feel like, you know, I, I, I have that here with the two of you. But I also feel blessed enough to have that from a group of friends, like I said, that live in Austin, um, who we call ourselves the chickens because our husbands and then at the time boyfriends said that we were always clacking like a bunch of chickens. So we owned it. Uh, And so we're the chickens. (laughs) And then also, like I said, with some other friends, like, uh, you know, last week, shout out to Suzanne and her husband who came to visit from Houston and. 
and Maria Fernanda, who was my, you know, we've known each other since the nineties and she was my maid of honor and she, um, baptized my son and, uh, and also another friend of mine, Lori Bejarano, who like, she's not Bejarano anymore. Like everybody knows her by Lori Bejarano, but like, you know, we will go years without talking to each other. But then when we're together, it's like, it was like, we just saw no each other yesterday yeah. and we've known each other since middle school. Yeah. So like, that's what I mean. Like, like that level of acceptance and that's Nicole to me. Yeah. Like there's no judgment yeah. in between any of us. And sometimes we fuck up, you know, and we do stupid shit and we might be hurtful to one another, but we see each other's humanity enough to get past it and to grow and to learn from each other. And to me, that's, that's a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very small friend circle. I'm not like Kim where I'm just exuberant and can make friends wherever we go. Um, <laughs> I, I just have a very small friend circle because I do feel things on such an emotional level that it's just easier for me to close off and be quiet, but it takes very special people to like pull me out of my shell and to be like, Hey Camille, how are you? And for me to actually allow them in. So, I mean, for me to have you and Brittany and in such a (laughs) short period of time is, is beautiful and it's amazing and it's groundbreaking because even my family will tell you, Camille has no friends. Like, it's a very small circle because if Mm. I trust you, I trust you with everything. If I love you, I love you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. If anything, if you need anything and I have it, then it's automatically yours. But in that same sense, if somebody's messing with you... Oh, I'm queen of the pull-up. Yeah. I, I don't, don't do it. Don't. Hold my earrings. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Damn these earrings. You're going to the dirt, my friend. It's not even. But the same way I fight for you, I will fight with you. I'm like, oh, yes. you are so much better than this. <laughs> Just like when I said I would not be else friends if y'all went back into education. It made you so miserable. I could be around anybody. No, no, no. So but, okay, but what you need to understand is that it was miserable at the end. Yes. Well, it wasn't they, always well, miserable. It was miserable it at the end. Your whole yes, soul that's out. what I'm saying. Yeah. When we it got to that point, you, yeah, yes. And COVID definitely exacerbated that and yes. amplified it yeah. and accelerated that for but I us. I think y'all know one of my overarching goals <clears throat> in life is to always have enough so that you never have to go back and feel exactly. that way. Exactly. Because if I have it, you have it too, and it extends to your the people that you love. Like I just assume that they're all great people because they have you. You know, why, how could a not good person have you? Oh, but that's so true. Well, but I'm also getting better. Like the people that I text, call, choose to spend my time with, Mm -hmm. that speaks volumes because I've gotten really good at, it doesn't mean I don't care about the other people I talk to, but if I choose to spend time with you and I want to spend time with you, that's me saying like, you're my person. Mm-hmm. You're you're one of my people. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much like you, Camille. Like, I will, once I've labeled you one of my people, I will go to no, you yeah, know, limit. No like, I will do whatever I need to do to make you feel good, uplift you, yes, support you, for you, protect you. And I don't know about you, but, like, if I feel like I can't do those things for you then like I feel helpless. Yeah, I'm crushed. I'm crushed. Yeah. yeah. Like Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. I I do also I think I'm also thinking 
you know, you're talking about being there and being for each other that way. I'm also thinking about how we're also there for each other's children. And I, and I, I can't believe I'm, I didn't even mean to leave out this group of friends, but I think it's just because we, you know, for so long we had to keep a lot of our, I feel like a lot of our associations and meetings kind of on the down low because, Mm -hmm. um, it was a group of people that I knew from working at the high school where I used to work. And, um, we had, first of all, kind of a secret book club that turned into just like a, we're going to drink some wine and eat a lot of carbs because there's a lot going on and it was how we would de-stress. So kind of like a bitch session, you know, but also with people that you trust. And the reason why I said we had to keep our associations on the download was because things had gotten really political at our school. Like we had a new administrator come in and there was just a lot of weird politics in the air. And so we just kind of, whenever we would hang out, we just kind of kept like, don't tell anybody we're hanging out because Mm -hmm. it was just weird. Yeah. And, um, uh, and so I think that's why they weren't on the forefront of my mind because, you know, we're still kind of, but we don't have to keep our, our group on the down low anymore. But um, then when I get together with them, even if we're not talking about books, <laughs> if we're just drinking wine and eating carbs, like I can talk about everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, everything, yeah. the details of childbirth, like everything. And there is absolutely 100% no judgment and we are there for each other's kids. Mm -hmm. And there have been times when we have almost gotten into one of our friend's minivans and gone to someone's house to tell that (laughs) ex-husband what he's doing wrong with those kids. I mean, we've gotten close. So it's, it's, yeah, I think it's also, you're there for the kids. Exactly. Too. And I think Always. as I age... Like, you know I'm there for yes. your kids, Camille. Oh, I feel sorry for people who mess with my kids now. <laughs> and you, you, I just need you to be prepared to get me out of jail if somebody messes with your baby. Oh, oh yeah. Unconditioned pull-up. Yeah, well, and I think the misconception is, I'm, well, y'all probably figured it out by now. I haven't mentioned children. I don't have children of my own. I don't plan to have them, uh, especially at this point in my life. But... I'm there for my friends' kids, too, because it's a package deal, even their husbands. There have been some friends I've lost along the way because I think the assumption was I couldn't relate, if that makes sense at all. Yeah, no, you're a great auntie. I feel like you would be- I love that. To, like, get the kid both in and out of trouble. Hell yeah! See? (laughs) Here's how you get around the rule that your parents told you about, but we're never acknowledging this conversation took place. Exactly. Exactly. You need the auntie that they could go to and be like, hey- my mom is not cool with this. How can I get away with it? Like, oh, oh, I got you, Katie. <laughs> if you get arrested, this deal is off. Yeah, but, it would probably but... be me if my nieces lived closer to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not kidding. Oh, my gosh. All right, Kim, do you want to close this out? Because you started to say this earlier okay. uh, before we talked. But, like, we've talked about what friendship means to us. How did you want to close us out today? I don't know. What do you mean? Like, me to talk about? No, no we're going to ask them. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So to close things out. Um, so what we want to know, I guess, from the audience is how do you define friendship? So, you know, what does friendship mean to you? 
and tag your bestie. Yeah. yeah. If, if appropriate. Yeah. Um, unless they don't like that sort of thing. <laughs> and I don't know why they wouldn't. If you can't tag your bestie, whether they like They're not your bestie, exactly. right? Yeah, if you can't tag your bestie, then we need to, if you we need second, to reassess. Yeah, if you think that through <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should or shouldn't. They're not your bestie. They're not your bestie. <laughs> yeah, we'll rip that band-aid off. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So just hold for a moment and we will tell you where to share that information. And have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs>